What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, as it is now part three of our team previews for the schools we cover, as we are now doing the Northern Kentucky University Norris, part of the Horizon League. And I am here as Tim Dato as always with Parker Fields. And Parker, obviously, this is a really, really dynamic Norse team with a lot of guys coming back. So I'm excited to kind of talk about what to expect from NKU this season. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, last year they had a really good, uh, really good season. You know, they started off rough. I believe they were like, I want to say two and six at one point. I want to say that, and then they really turned it on. Um, and ended up with a great year and finished the season 20 and 12. Um, NKU has a lot of players returning, like you said, a lot of their star players. They have three players projected to be on first or second team all conference, which is, I mean, there's only 10 players on those two lists. And three of them being the Norse, you can tell they're supposed to be a premier team. Last year, they were uh, just not blowing a 20 point second half lead from being in the NCAA tournament. So, I'm expecting big things out of them this year. Yeah, I agree. Let's kind of look real quick at, as we've been doing with these with these teams, just kind of look at what to expect as far as the non-conference schedule for these guys. Uh, that's where Northern Kentucky is still kind of looking for their, you know, signature win, I guess you can say, since they went Division One. Uh, just kind of that big win against a bigger school. And so kind of looking at what they have coming up. Um, Kent State is the season opener at home. I was a pretty good uh, MAC team. Cincinnati Claremont, which is a team they'll probably beat by you know a decent amount. Uh, they have Cincinnati, obviously at home. Uh, they have a you know they play Florida Gulf Coast, Tennessee Tech, and then they start conference play with Youngstown State. Have Robert Boris. They also play Washington State on the road this year. Uh, so a lot to like about what NKU is playing in their in their non conference this season. Yeah, this is definitely a tougher schedule than they've had in years past. You know, um, last year, the only real big game on their, on their non-conference was the Indiana game, and I was at that massacre. Um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a really great watch. It was awesome to be uh, in Indiana and everything, but the game didn't go too well for the Norse. And this year, they got Washington State on the schedule, uh, Clay Thompson alumni of there just random <laughs> randomly thought of that but um you know they they got them and they have uh Cincinnati of course which how many years is this scheduled for Tim I think 3 so 3 years of playing Cincinnati each year they got them at home this year which is really cool this is definitely the biggest school uh NKU's ever had at home right Yeah yeah it's definitely the biggest yeah, school there yeah, and that's two opportunities there to beat big-time uh, high-major Division One schools. So if they can pull off those two Ws, I mean, that would be huge for the program for sure. Yeah, I uh, can't imagine that's going to be the thing, what happens. But obviously, yeah, yeah. Like said, that would be a really, really big for them. Uh, let's kind of look real quick at some big, you know, kind of like the roster. Because this is a roster that, like you said, they're bringing a lot of players back from last season's team that was so close to making the tournament. Uh, Trey Robinson comes back. Sam Vincent comes back. Marquez Warwick comes back. Uh, you look at guys like um, Chris Brandon, who came back. Trayvon Faulkner's returns. Hubie Bavorius is back. Noah Huffman's back. So a lot of guys who are returning to this roster, and then some of the new guys are bringing in as well. Uh, big, you know, guys like Isaiah May Mason and Alon Sumler, LJ Wells. 
this is a team that's trying to kind of win right now. And Emmanuel Zorgval, the seven footer from Florida Christian Academy is a guy that's also coming in for this team. So it looks like Darren Horn is trying to continue kind of building this roster. And when you are kind of putting a roster together, like for an NKU where you're not going to get big time D one talent, I think he's done a really good job of putting it together the right way. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And I think they need to build around Vincent, honestly, get players that complement his play style right now. Cause I, I think he's going to end up having a hell of a college career. Like, honestly, like playing against him in high school and everything and playing with him growing up. The dude, the dude is a monster and I know he works so hard, so he's just going to continue to get better and better. And I think he could re really have a huge year this year. Him and Warwick as a backcourt together is very dangerous along with Faulkner, the veteran, um, been a big time player in this conference for years now. You know he can score the ball. Former Kentucky Mister Basketball as well, as well. And um, yeah, I just really like the dynamic of that three guard system for the Norse. I really think those three alone can win a lot of games for them. And those three are just three guys uh, that have something that the players at. Obviously, you see in Xavier, this is a different level. But how we talked about, they don't really have those guys that can just create shots. NKU's really got three of them that can create shots at any time. They really do in that aspect against their competition. They really do have three guys when the shot clock's coming down that they can hit a tough step back, falling away, and it wouldn't be a shock to me. Yeah, I agree. And I'm kind of looking real quick. So this is a team that uh, obviously had – a lot, like you said, a lot of uh, preseason love. They were selected as the Horizon League favorite, uh, so that's kind of that was a big thing for them. And then you mentioned obviously being a part of all all uh, conference players. You know, with there only being ten guys selected, them having three guys on that list. The three guys we just mentioned are obviously really big for them. Um, I think one of the things I really liked that they did last year, one of the few games I did that you didn't do was when I watched him play, they played a really dynamic matchup zone defense. And I think kind of having that is a huge deal. You got to throw, just kind of throw a curveball at the offenses teams they play. They kind of get them out of their, out of sorts. You can, they can just whip that on so quickly. That just brings such a unique dynamic to their defense. It's really big for them, especially as they do kind of look to kind of flex their muscle and kind of take the reins back of this conference. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And one thing I want to see NKU do this year early on is play physical from the from the get-go. At the beginning of the season, start out physical. From the beginning of games, start out physical. A lot of times there's struggles last year where they would get down in games and they would have to come all the way back. And that's what they did a lot early. And they would come all the way back, but you can't rely on that because they would lose a lot of those games too. And... I know at the beginning of the year they had like a five-game stretch. First five games were at home, and I believe I covered all of those. And they just really didn't play physical a lot early on. And I remember asking questions to Coach Horn about, like, what do they need to work on everything? And his big thing was rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. And last year they turned it on when it came to rebounding. Adrian Nelson is going to be a big loss for them. He's He was the heart and soul of that team. He was the fire of that team. And him moving on is going to be a loss going to Youngstown State. Um, but Chris Brandon can step up. He took that starting role from Adrian Nelson last year, and that's partly probably why Nelson transferred, seriously. And Brandon needs to play physical, and he needs to set the tempo down low, rebound the basketball, and just play physical overall. Because when the Norse won, they were the more physical team, period. 
and that's how it felt last year. And when they weren't physical, they lost those games. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of looked at the conference. Obviously, you know, pe- teams that people are talking pretty highly about are teams like Purdue Fort Wayne, who got the sec, uh, who tied for tied in votes for first place. Uh, Wright State's always a big competition. Oakland with Greg Campy. You mentioned Youngstown State with Adrian Nelson. Um, and then Detroit Mercy, who have, of course, Antoine Davis, who has the potential this year with how many shots he takes a game to become the NCAA all-time leading scorer. He was projected to be the Horizon League preseason player of the year. So, you know, not the greatest conference team-to-team talent-wise, but obviously a lot of fun storylines and aspects to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I agree with you. And at this mid mid major level, um, I mean, I, I've heard lots of people talk about. I've talked about before. The guards are pretty close to not just as good as high major Division One guards. The guard play is excellent at this level. Period. The big men are what separate it. If 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 you don't have a good big man at this level, you really get exposed. And there's a lot of big men at this uh, at NKU's level in the Horizon League that really just don't have a lot of polish on their game, and they're just more bruisers down low and don't have a lot of skill in the paint. But this this conference has a lot of fun guards to watch. You talked about Antoine Davis. He does shoot a lot, but he's he's got some skill. He is fun to watch. He can create his own shot, and it is fun to watch NKU send four defenders at him and him still chuck it up. <laughs> Happens a lot, yeah. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast game, that's going to be fun. You know, former conference mates going against each other. I was at the last time Florida Gulf Coast played at the truest arena of what it's called now. I'm getting used to that. I'm not used yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. So that was the old athletic Sundays coming back. But I, you know, I kind of like their non-conference schedule. I know it's a little short because conference play starts early this year. Uh, Kent State is a really fun game to start the season. Uh, they're in the MAC. I really wish it was Miami, Ohio, so I could see my old pal Travis Steele. Uh, but that's okay. You know, then I mentioned Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Tennessee Tech is a team I feel like they play like every year some way or another. <laughs> I don't know if it's agreed yeah. upon. It just kind of like feels like it happens a lot. But And, of course, there's the classic EKU game. That's always a blast every year. You get that one. So I don't know. The scheduling is really weird how it's like all their non-conference games and then randomly in December you've got Youngstown State and Robert Morris for two days. And you're back to playing non-conference games all the way up to when you play Ford Atlantic. And then right after Christmas, you're back in conference slate again. So I don't know who put that together. And also, they really need to quit making – the conference needs to quit making games on Super Bowl Sunday. We, we got to quit doing this. Seriously, me, me and Tim want to watch the Super Bowl in peace. <laughs> yeah. Have it the day after. Have the game the day after. Yeah, I think it's a better fact I told you, don't, don't work that day. It's super yeah, Sunday. You, you, yeah, you did. You said don't work that day. Especially if the Bengals are in it. Especially. That's even worse. Like yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are we doing here? Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I think the schedule is kind of what you expect from a, from a team like an NKU situation. Uh, obviously, they're looking to kind of get that first big punch like we mentioned. But get this ready. Play these teams like Cincinnati and Washington State and kind of get, you know, Kent State and all these teams to kind of get ready for conference play and see if you can kind of get toughened up before you go and play teams like Purdue Fort Wayne, who look to kind of be the biggest team standing in their way. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Tim. And 
I think a, a fast start for NKU this year could be huge for this team. They ha- ended up with a great season last year, but they, like I said, they had half their losses by mid-December. Like they, they really struggled out the gates, and that really ended up. I think they start off 0-3 in conference play, I want to say. I think it was 0-3, and after that, they didn't lose for like a month. And um, I'd just like to see this team get off to a better start this year and go, uh, go into that UC UC game undefeated. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they could, if they catch UC on an off day, maybe they could win. I mean, at NKU isn't the most home advantage court uh, as there's not – they don't have the biggest student section just because – To say the least. A lot of kids who go to NKU – just don't live on campus because they're from here. I'm one of them. <laughs> so a lot of kids just don't live on campus. So they don't have the biggest home court advantage, but it will still be nice to have a big school coming to NKU instead of NKU going to the big, big time school. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's going to be big. That's great. You know, like I said, it's a couple years. They're going to be doing that. Um, it's nice that it's, NKU gets to host it first as part of the agreement from uh, the, um, when UC needed to use the arena. That was really cool. I was at the UC and KU game at UC. I worked that uh, a few years back. That was pretty neat. Kind of see them play there. But yeah, it's going to be a really fun. I'm excited to see what they bring and see what they're able to do. Um, I think Sam Vincent's going to have an awesome year. I think you know, I what he did is, you know, he was freshman of the year last year. I think his sophomore year, he's going to be even better. And he's going to kind of take, take over. I don't know if he'll win player of the year for the conference, but I wouldn't be shocked to be second in votes. Uh, I think, you know, right there behind Antoine Davis, like we all suspect to be the kind of the prediction to win it. Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel as if Sam can uh, improve on efficiency from three, especially he could definitely win player of the year because, you know, if Antoine Davis averages, I don't know, 28 points a game, but Detroit Missy, Detroit Missy, (laughs) Detroit Mercy has a rough year, you know, uh, as a team. And he's not that efficient. You know, he doesn't do much besides score the ball. And, you know, Vincent has a, I don't know, 17, 6 and 6 stat line or 6 and 5 stat line, something like that. I could definitely see him win player of the year if NKU's first in the conference and everything. I just want to see him, Warwick, and Faulkner improve on efficiency because all of them shot in the 30, uh, the 30s% last year and the low 30s from three. And, Partially, I think it's because their offense, they need to uh, they need to move more. There's there's a lot of standing around sometimes. And I feel as if they if they move more on offense, make more cuts and stuff, they'll get better looks because I don't think that's the fact they're bad shooters. I just think it's more to the fact that they chuck up a lot of step backs with two seconds left on the clock because they didn't get anything going. And then they just got to heave one. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. I think that's kind of the dynamic. Well, normally we've been asking the game we're most excited for, who's going to lead the team in scoring. I think we answered all that already in this episode. Uh, so let's go with this with NKU. Is this the year they win the conference back? Do they go to the NCAA tournament this year? I think they do. I, I agree with you. I was literally about to say it myself. I think they do as well. Obviously, when you're a small school, it's pretty – it's pretty. There's a lot of randomness to it because it's just one game you lose and you're done. It's just one game. It's like the NCAA tournament because one game and you're out in this. And it is hard to win uh, to win your conference every single year when you have to do that to make the tournament. But I do think this is the year. I think they're going to be motivated after that heartbreak last year to lose the way they did, having that huge twenty point lead and just 
Tanner Holden uh, flashbacks. He's gone, so uh, off to Ohio State State. So hopefully they uh, pull it out this year, and I think they will. Honestly, I, I really do. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think they're gonna be pretty damn good. All right, man. Well, Parker, this is awesome. Thanks for doing this series with me. Keep tuned in to that large bid through the season as we kind of talk about everything going on in college basketball. Uh, we'll be here for everything there, and we will see you guys soon. See ya.